Football Friday with Bickley and Murata, presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. An indefinite health-related leave of absence for general manager Steve Kahn, a situation that has been developing really over the course of the last several weeks and several months for the Arizona Cardinals. He steps away, no timetable for his return. I have no reaction. You know, it's been a statement out by our team, and that's you know that's, that's, that's everybody's reaction to it. Obviously, Steve's a friend of mine, and, and I feel for Steve, and I wish him luck. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network yesterday, followed by Vance Joseph, being asked about the Steve Kime situation. Of course, Wednesday it was announced that Steve Kime taking an indefinite health-related uh, leave of absence from the team with no timetable for anything, which is, again, the definition of indefinite. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Ian Rappaport has been the one you know, breaking the news, certainly, on this. And I wouldn't say that what we played was breaking news, but again... Um, the language used in that report yesterday, future certainly in doubt. We'll see when and if he ends up coming back, something that's been developing for the past couple of weeks and past couple of months for yeah, the Arizona Cardinals. several weeks and several months. Yeah. It's very odd. So I don't know whether that's just a guy speaking on camera and saying things that that you know may or may not be true, or if, if that is the case, it, it really leads you to wonder what in the heck is going on here. Uh-huh. And, and again, I think that w- what gets complicated here, if you're Michael Bidwell, is you're coming off this dreadful season uh, that really shouldn't come as that much of a surprise to anybody. All the evidence you needed to see that this might happen this year was right there at the end of last year, okay? So this isn't like, oh man, how did this happen to us? And and so there's clearly some problems here, and I think that uh, the the reasonable objective person would look at the Cardinals and go, yeah, they they need a a big cultural change from top down. But now you've got this interesting scenario going on here you've got a you've got a head coach now um, that should be on a hot seat and yet Kyler Murray's injury might make this job such that you might not be able to get the candidate you need and I don't know that to be a fact but it's a possibility now because generally really good coaches don't go to places when there's when the quarterback position is up in the air you generally get the coaches who need the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's that. Then you've got a general manager who has gone from the team for health-related reasons who may or may not return. This team, I believe, has got 28 free agents to deal with after the season. Sounds about right. That number okay. sounds right. Um, they're going to have a, 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 a high-leverage draft pick coming out of the season. Uh, they need to hit on – they need to nail this draft, man. I think we have seen the impact of, of this just terrible drafting that that's gone on under Steve Kime. And so what are you doing if, if you're the owner of this football team waiting and putting another season in jeopardy for a general manager who's very iffy to begin with? Yeah, that that's how I'm looking at it, too. This, this season has been bad enough that let's just say let's talk about possibilities. Uh, and we've talked about the possibility of Michael Bidwell saying we were snake bitten this year. We couldn't we couldn't have competed with the injuries that we had. It got punctuated by the Kyler Murray injury. Fresh start next year. Um, I'm giving I'm giving my confidence to the guy that I just extended through 2027 in Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. But that to me would then lead if things got off to a poor start next year. You're probably making a change at that point. Mm-hmm. So, and I think we just saw this unfold with the ASU situation. 
Now, Herm Edwards came exactly back this right. year, but the leash was so short, they lose to Eastern Michigan, he's gone. So then you affect a whole other season on top mm-hmm. of it, and it's hard to recover from that mm-hmm. when, when you have to make a coaching change that early in the season. I, I don't know. I, I, I would love to know what's going through Michael Bidwell's head right now because you remember the reports after the, the playoff loss last year. He was irate at the mm-hmm. way things finished. Yes. That there were contentious conversations, reports of, some people debunked those reports, whatever. He couldn't have been happy. There were reports. If he was unhappy after an 11 win season, he's got to be beside himself a, a over mem- what's a, going on now. A member of the coaching staff leaked the information to somebody that the playoff bonuses hadn't cleared. Remember that? Yeah. That's how irate Michael Bidwell was apparently um, at. That's how what a rage he was apparently in after that playoff game. Yeah, I I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, you said something the other day that I that that I, I can't get out of my head, and that is the the uh, the inability to go and bring in somebody from the outside. That 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 your circle of trust is so small that it's got to be an in-house candidate. It's got to be somebody you already feel comfortable with. That that ain't it. And and so to me, what what I think is going to happen here is Cardinal fans are not going to they're not going to tolerate my opinion the let's just run it back let's run it back let, let, we didn't get a fair shot this year look at all the things that happened to us uh, you can say that you can think it's true but uh, that will not go over well we, because the optics matter, and we've seen how limited this offense looks, and we, we've seen how dreadful most of the season was. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. So, that if that is the, the tack taken by the Cardinals organization, uh, then you go into that. I'm not advocating for any of this. I'm just talking about what could be residual effects of, of that stance. And mm-hmm. the biggest residual effect is a fed-up fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been a long time. This used to be a phrase that you would hear year after year after year with the Cardinals earlier in their stay in Arizona. Same old Cardinals. We haven't heard that in a while. But you go down that road and you know roll the dice on a run it back philosophy, then you, yeah. you're going to hear that a That's lot. That's right, because you're not being a serious football operation at that point in time. And and that is you know, it, it takes a lot to win in this league. We've learned that the hard way. I mean, you, we had everything going our way. This football team had everything going its way in 2015, and still lost by multiple touchdowns in the NFC Championship game. It's yeah. very hard to get where you're going in the National Absolutely. Football League. And it it's I, I think you've got enough results now. It's just a matter of of Michael Bidwell getting out of his comfort zone and recognizing this and finding the right management team. Because in my opinion, this is where this issue is. This, the issue with this franchise is from top down. It's a it's a unconventional hierarchy that doesn't make sense to football players. Mm-hmm. The 2022 college football playoff semifinal is coming to State Farm Stadium on December 31st, featuring number two Michigan and number three TCU. They square off for the first time ever in the Fer- Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Head to the contest page now at ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win a pair of tickets. Coming up next, the Phoenix Suns get a win over the L.A. Clippers, whose entire starting lineup was in street clothes last night. Load management rearing its ugly head again. We'll get into that subject and how it pertains to the Suns next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
Yeah, you know, we're competitors in here, and, you know, we never like to lose, but at the same time, you know, this is different than last year. You know, we stress a little bit more about, you know, the games that really don't matter. So, you know, win or loss, we're just trying to improve and, and get better and, you know, peak at the right time and, you know, get ready for later in the season. That is Devin Booker last night after his return from a hamstring injury that kept him out for two games. Book had 14 points. Suns break their five-game losing streak against the L.A. Clippers, but... Uh, verification, uh, at least uh, through Devin Booker's viewpoint, that the Suns are indeed treating this regular season a little differently than last year, trying to peak at the right time. There's no formula for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Load management is a thing in the in the NBA, certainly. And I think we saw load management to a degree with the, the length of Chris Paul's absence. Um, not shocking for a player of his age, but there's no... Data that proves that it works, Pick. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> you're right still about get that. hurt playing less minutes. Yeah, no, and, and Adam Silver has been very clear on that, and yet it's still a thing. And it's in, and I think it really is sort of um, a, a, a protest, a quasi protest against back to back games in the NBA. And I thought, I really thought Adam Silver and the NBA were going to look at that and do something about that prior to this season. Yet, you know how it is with inventory and giving up games and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's 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 a very difficult thing to do. Um, so I don't know I don't know what what the NBA could do. I was intrigued by when the Suns went down to New Orleans and played a couple of games in one city. Maybe the NBA could adopt kind of a Major League Baseball where you bring a team into a city and you play a couple of games against that team and you get out. I don't know because they played two games against the Pelicans, but there not was a on day back off to back between. days. Yeah, right. They did that during the pandemic, didn't they? Uh, like uh, the 2020 a little bit. Season, That's when they started. 2021 season. It wasn't all that widespread, but it was a little bit more common than we had seen, mm-hmm. if, if memory serves. You know, what can the NBA do? The Brooklyn Nets just got snap, slapped with a fine. It's only $25,000, but they rested eight players on the second night of a back-to-back. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton, Seth Curry, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, and TJ Warren all sat. Last night, the Suns played a Clippers team without Luke Kennard, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, um, Evita Zubats, Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson. All were were in street clothes for that game as well. Uh, And they all have injuries next to their names, but let's face it. There's a whole lot of injury management going on, or a lot of a lot of mentions of soreness these days on injury reports. Yeah, soreness isn't an injury, but actual load management, actual sitting has this current core of the Suns. Have they ever done that in the last few years? No, but I think they might be doing it. And there's a quote in Dwayne Rankin's piece on AZ Central from uh, you know his, his wrap-up of the game last night. And, you know, whether or not DeAndre Ayton will be back for that game. Ayton did not play last night. He turned his ankle in the loss to Houston. I think he was close to playing last night. Didn't. Uh, but Ayton's quote is kind of an eyebrow raiser as well. Mm-hmm. Quote, I don't care about no regular season game. It don't really count, and at the end of the day, my team and I, we're working on our damn selves. We don't have time for this extra blank. We're working on ourselves for the postseason. That's it. Everybody wants to make this thing about the regular season, so be it. Go ahead. Boy, you're turning the red fox there with all the expletives. My goodness. Uh, just one. Oh, well. <laughs> very, very timely reference, Jared. Thank you. <laughs> Wow. Um, 
Yeah, listen, I I, I thought I read, I read that quote. That quote was a couple days old. I think Dwayne recycled it for purposes in that story, mm-hmm. and and I I couldn't make sense of it. I don't know what he's talking about when we don't have time for this bleep. I don't know if, if he's talking about just basketball games in general. Because how do you work on yourself if you're not playing basketball? I, so I I think. Sometimes DA just gets off and just talks and the words are like, what? I, I think, though, the fact that he expressed himself like that is proof that they are talking about this, that they do have something different in terms of their approach. Yes. But I, again, I, I, the, the shift to this focus for the Suns makes sense. Because they had a very real ending last year Mm -hmm. that did not match up with what we saw from a team who treated the regular season with the utmost respect. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But people around the league, that's what's weird about this shift we're seeing in, in, in professional sports is, oh, they're trying to win all their games. Like. Isn't that the whole point of competition? Are I we getting would. away from the basis of competition now? It, yes. It, that it's, it's really ridiculous to me. It really is. And it's really an affront to fans who go to regular season games. You know what I mean? I mean, when this first started to happen, this was really an issue. You remember there, there would be a little kid holding up a sign, thanks, LeBron, this is the one game I went to all year and you're not playing. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, it, this whole thing sort of caused a lot of waves and it just it, it just continues to, to spread throughout the NBA. And it just, the trend of it disgusts me because, like you said, and you know this, professional athletes now are their own brands, they're their own teams, they've got their, they, all the serious ones have nutritionists, and and mental health specialists and and dribbling coaches and cryo chambers right and and they're all told they're all told hey listen you you need to sleep you need to rest you, you can't be playing every day and it's really it, it really attacks the integrity of this of this sport and this league because you know the playoffs shouldn't be that different than the regular season they are which but makes the regular they, season, which which then which then indicts the regular season. And you the don't funny, think Adam Silver, if, if if DeAndre Ayton's quote from Dwayne Rankin's article came across Adam Silver's desk, you know how pissed he would be? Probably very. It but, don't really count. But right. the funny thing is. The NBA is unintentionally encouraging this because they keep adding more and more teams that make the playoffs. And the more teams that make the playoffs, the less the regular season does matter. You could afford to throw it, you know, essentially give up on a game on a back to back. I mean, it, yeah, technically they haven't added more teams that actually make the playoffs. There's still the well, differentiation I mean, the between the yeah, play-in but, game, and that's a way to make you know it more interesting for teams that would have otherwise been eliminated. I don't have a problem with that, but you know, when was the last time a when was the last time a five seed or lower won an NBA championship? Well, I don't. This year, hopefully, when the Suns do it, <laughs> because they didn't put yeah, any stock I, I, in the yeah. Right. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what the answer to that is. But I listen. I, I. I do think that it's. It's. This is a big time issue in this sport because it. It's. It's become too prevalent, and it, there is no correlation, no data that suggests load managing is actually going to keep you healthy. Now, if you're the Phoenix Suns and you look at what happened to you last year in the playoffs, was that the result of a team that was gassed because because they tried too hard? I think we all know that the answer to that is no. That's not what happened. But what is happened and what has happened the last couple of years is their aging point guard keeps breaking down at the worst time. So, so to me, managing him 
yes. is is very smart. Makes sense. Everybody else, I, I hate to say this, let's face it, Chris Paul was breaking down before he was an aging point guard in the postseason. He's got a bad, it, it might be happenstance, nothing else, nothing more than that, but the history is there. He gets hurt at the wrong times. Yeah, so I, I don't know how, what this is going to look like, but again, it's I, Devin Booker isn't built that way. Devin Booker just he, he said very recently, "Look, I'm not trying to. I don't want to miss games." So, w- w- as a head coach, when you implement a philosophy that players don't believe in, that's that that can be problematic. So, I, I do agree that they have to be smarter about it. But again, well, I don't know what we're talking about here. I do wonder if these quotes about we understand the regular season doesn't. Matter matter as much we're doing different from last year i wonder if that's a byproduct of them not winning as much that's i'm sure that has a lot like they're not winning as much so they're like okay well yeah these games don't matter yeah we'll just pull off the gas a little bit i don't know it's it's interesting and it's like you said Beck. it's frustrating for fans too it's and and it's frustrating to the old guard who oh my gosh (laughs) who look at this and go come on what, what are you doing here i still point to it 1980-81 team, I think, for the Suns went through a whole 82-game schedule when they didn't have nutritionists and they didn't have sleep experts and cryo chambers and personal chefs and they were flying commercial and they were playing with canvas shoes mm-hmm. and they're playing three nights in a row. Minutes a game. Th- 39 minutes a game. But the Suns didn't have an addition to their roster the whole year. It was the same 11 guys that played every single night. It's a, it's a crazy stat, but yeah. Wow. They played through a heck of a lot more back then. Yeah. And of course, they were making a small fraction of the money. So yeah. maybe that has something to do with it, too. Uh, coming up next, Sarah will help us get caught up on the big stories of the day with the Rush Hour Reboots. Pickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Rush Hour Reboot. Rush Hour Reboot. Getting you up to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. Arizona built for America's dreams. Happiest of Fridays to all of you. Tuning in now on Bigley and Murata Mornings. Yes, everyone's lifting their coffee and a cheers. Absolutely. Uh, welcome into the Rush Hour Reboot. You think this is coffee? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that some of Jared's corn nog in there? <laughs> His bean nog. His bean nog. Well, mm-hmm. Technically, oh, I love coffee, food. coffee is bean nog, is it not? That's very true. It's bean juice. It is. Bean juice. Bean water. Hot bean water. <laughs> Hot bean water. Hello. <laughs> and yet it's my favorite thing on this planet. Yes. All right. Uh, we take you through the top stories of the day every single day at this time, so let's dive in. I am Sarah Cazell with Dan Bigley. Hey. With Vince Marotta. Man, do I love food. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jarrett Carlin, how much do you want to bet he has that same? No, that's, I don't even want to play oh. mine, notes. Oh, don't do it, please. I'm going to say Boza. Boza? <laughs> That was from the lead-up to the 2019 draft. Mm. Uh, is that Charlie Casterly? Yeah. I'm going to say Boza. Yes. Got it. <laughs> All right. Move right along. Let's start with the latest on Steve Keim. As I mentioned in my sports update, uh, NFL Network scene Rappaport reports that Steve Keim is stepping away due to a situation that has been developing for quite some time now. He says over the past several weeks and several months... And he is not sure if Steve Keim will be back. For Keim, obviously, as as part of this, received an extension before the season. Remains to be seen when he will be back with the team. Future certainly in doubt there. We will see up in the air. I would say we'll see when and if he ends up coming back. 
We also heard from Cardinals D.C. Vance Joseph yesterday. It was his day to speak, so he was asked about Steve Keim as well. I have no reaction. You know, it's been a statement out by our team, and that's you know that's that's, that's everybody's reaction to it. And obviously, Steve's a friend of mine, and, and I feel for Steve, and I wish him luck. All right, so first and foremost, as we all established yesterday, whatever is going on, we wish him well. We hope that he's, he's good. Absolutely. Um, but getting to the football side of it, if he is going to be gone for a prolonged period of time, how should the Cardinals move forward? Is there like a, a, a drop dead date or a certain time where they really need to start thinking about doing business without him moving forward? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, wait, when does the league calendar begin generally? March. February, March, March like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, it's I think right around there. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't think anything has to be done in the short terms. Uh, clearly, there's not really much general managing going on at the moment, right? It'll be March fifteenth. Yeah. So, so I, I think that so this is what you're basically looking at. You need to, uh, you need to have that situated well before that. But I, but I don't think it ha- it has to be addressed before the end of this football season. Um, yeah, so, but, but I do think it's it's problematic because th- this football team has got a ton of free agents and nobody really knows what the plan is. Is there even a plan in place? Uh, critics of Steve Kahn have pointed out, and I think very accurately, that that every year just seems to be its own scramble. The, uh, just a desperate attempt to get free agents in here and to fill holes. And, and if you were, uh, even Kurt Warner said, what's the identity this team, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Which, so, is a, which is a damnation on, sure uh, on on the front office strategy, certainly. Yeah, and and then that's that's exactly right. So strategic. So there's all of that. That that it, it, to me, it it would seem to be that uh, there's obviously a lot of temptation to write this off as just bad luck, but it's it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Bick is onto something uh, again. Um, the way the season has gone, you got four weeks until it's over. I think. There's you know limping to the finish line for everybody involved, and then you start to make those hard decisions. I just wonder, before the Steve Kime story broke, how much thought was being put into changing the direction of this franchise? You know, before, before that story, and yeah. um, how much does it does it you know continue to progress in that area? Mm-hmm. Because I know there's there's a lot of people um, that are pushing for for a total change, a total just Clean tear it tear it down and get build it get back it, up, get a new philosophy right. in here. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's stick with the Arizona Cardinals. They play the Broncos on Sunday. Two teams that have been on the struggle bus this season. Uh, four Cardinals did not practice yesterday, including Zach Allen and Hollywood Brown. Uh, Colt McCoy and four others were limited. And then for the Broncos, Russell Wilson uh, was upgraded from did not participate on Wednesday to limited yesterday as he goes through concussion protocol. Here is Colt McCoy talking about the Broncos, uh, honing in on their defense. Looking at the, the Broncos and, and what they do, you guys have seen them play. I mean, they're one of the top defenses in the league. I think they're number two overall. Uh, very good at stopping the run. Um, their secondary, they just play extremely well together. Sertain is really good on the outside. Justin Simmons kind of runs the whole show. And they just, there's not a whole lot of spots in the defense. Like, they're just, they're very solid, very sound, very well coached. Okay, so what I want to know, if Russell Wilson, who has been at the root of the problem for the Broncos, if he does play on Sunday, does that change your prediction for the game? Yeah, yeah, I think it would, actually. I think it would, too. I've got the Broncos winning this game. 
if Russell Wilson plays, I think the Cardinals win if he doesn't. Okay, so if Brett Rippon yeah. is mm-hmm. in, Cardinals win. That's what I think. Okay. Yes. What do you think? I, I tend to think that way too. It sounds weird to say so confidently that you feel that you know. But I think Russell well, Cole Wilson McCoy's better than Brett Rippon. He is, but so, I also yeah. think Russell Wilson's going to play. Um, I don't think he should. <laughs> no, but he, but he. Uh, look, they're coming off of a, a, an actual good moment mm-hmm. last week. Even yeah. though, even though they did not win that game, that was a good moment for him. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm sure he wants to build on that. So to answer your question, yes, if Russell Wilson plays, that changes my viewpoint on this. Okay, thing. okay, the winnability factor. Yeah, yeah. All right, the Suns uh, broke their five-game losing streak last night. They beat the Clippers, one eleven ninety-five. Uh, Devin Booker was out or back, I should say, after a couple games out. And Mikel Bridges went for twenty-seven. Chris Paul had fifteen and thirteen. Jock Landale added fifteen, and Josh Okogie uh, was a bright spot too as a contributor. Eleven points on five of nine shooting, plus that defense. Chris Paul had some very nice things to say about Okogie after the win. It's crazy, man, to see it, you know, in person, night in and night out. Some of them plays you just you just don't see. You know what I mean? That block he did in Houston, you know, we were talking about a lot of times when the shot clock running down and the guy about to shoot it, guys just stop playing. He doesn't stop playing. The energy, the effort that he plays with is contagious. All right, so looking ahead to the playoffs, who do you think can be the X factor for the Suns when the postseason rolls around. Wow, that's a long ways off, sir. I know it is. <laughs> um, look, you would hope that Josh Okogie, when the playoffs roll around, is still giving that kind of boost off the bench. I would love for it to be Landry Shamit if, if he's still around, if he's not part of a deal, if he's still wearing a Suns uniform. I, I've said this consistently. I think they need more from Landry Shamit considering yeah. what he's being paid and what he's being counted on to do, and he's not necessarily delivered on that consistently. Mm-hmm. Those are the two guys that come to mind for me. I would say DeAndre Ayton if, well. if, if he's on the team because, to me, when he is locked in, he is utterly dominating. Just isn't locked in all that often. Yeah. But but he had a pl- but in the playoffs that really hasn't been an issue. Well, he doesn't have time for regular season <laughs> games. <laughs> He's got the time. He got time for this bleep. Need nobody got uh, time for that. I'll hey, see you I, in April. I got yeah. bronchitis. Yeah. Yeah. Young red fox. Oh my goodness! All right, before we wrap up this here rush hour reboot, red fox. We've got to give some love to Chris Paul. He graduates from college. Today. Well done, CP3. Yes. Well done. Winston Salem State University. Did you hear what he's doing too? No. There's 350 people graduating in the class. He's starting accounts for all of them with a hundred dollars in. Accounts, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. isn't that awesome? Just to get him started. Quick math tells me that's thirty-five million dollars. <laughs> no, it's not. No, I've always been bad with that. You too need to go back to college. Um, so he gets his degree. He is walking in the ceremony today. So we'll see him in a cap and gown, a little tassel, and all that. Uh-huh. Uh The story by the New York Times says that sometimes he would be a guest speaker in his classes and talk about his time with you know representing the players' union and all of that. Uh-huh. Those, as you would expect, those presentations became total events where people would just show up to this class even if they weren't in it. Uh, the story also says some of his classes began at 7 a.m. Eastern. 
So over the summer, I believe it was, he would have to be up at 4 o'clock Arizona time wow. to yeah. be in his classes. Uh, and he also appeared on the enrollment list as Christopher. So his professor, one professor in particular, would not call him Chris Paul. He was Christopher, Christopher Paul. Paul. And you're going to like it. So congratulations, Chris That's Paul. You got really your degree cool today. That's Con- so cool. Considering right. the amount of money that Chris Paul has made in his career, for him to go back and pursue that is an inspiration to a lot of people. So is, so is he flying back there? Yes. He's going to walk in his ceremony, and then he's and coming back come for back? tomorrow's game. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if any teammates will go with him. I wonder, too. The story because didn't they, say. Because they all went with Devin Booker yes. when he had his, which I thought was a great sign of yeah, camaraderie. Yeah. Yes. Feels like the, the thing that there would be teammates that join him. Yeah. You'd hope so. And I'm sure we'll see on social if they do. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's cool. Makes now, me so happy. going to Moss Point with Devin Booker was pretty geographically convenient. Simple. Yeah, it's a bus ride. Flying to Winston-Salem, right. North Carolina the day before a game is not, not all convenient. that yeah, convenient. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, it's, it's such a cool story. Congratulations yeah. to Chris Paul. Yes. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Christopher, Christopher Paul. Christopher Paul. <laughs> Christopher Paul. That's what we're going to call him from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I'm going to have to introduce him now in the starting yeah. lineup from Winston Salem Univer- Winston Salem State University. You and his, should. Funny. His oh, brother Cliftifer. <laughs> Jerry, you're like a young red fox. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up next. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Uh, Sean so Payton is getting back into NFL coaching. What is he looking for in a potential fit? We'll let you know. Next, it's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I haven't tried to pay much attention to it because I'm, I'm kind of diving into this job at Fox. Uh, sure, I've made it known that I'll, I'll coach again um, and that I want to coach again. Uh, now, whether that's this season or next season, uh, hopefully it's within the next couple seasons. Um, we'll go from there. But not every one of these jobs is, is, uh, is you know, they're going to make changes on Monday in, in some of these places. Um, but if you did a deep dive, you'd say, man, this is just uh, another change at the head coaching position. I want to know. Why, why haven't you won it 45 years? Sean Payton on the Ryan Rosillo podcast talking about uh, hearing his name and coaching rumors. Yeah. And, and he's very aware of the situation, like he said. he He's made it clear he wants to get back into coaching. And when you line things up, Sean Payton wanting to get back maybe this year. And if we look at that possibility, where are the openings? Right now, there's two official jobs uh, that have changed hands. The Indianapolis job. Uh, they fire Frank Reich. They give it to Jeff Saturday. Uh, Carolina job. Steve Wilkes is probably the front runner for that job with the, you know, the, uh, success that he's had since taking over as an interim for Matt Rule. I'm trying to figure out where these other openings are going to come from and where the Arizona Cardinals are, are, are on that list if they are on that list. Because that's what everybody wants to know. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton would, you know, if it became available, would he actually be a candidate? For the Arizona Cardinals job. Now, a lot has to uh, happen for th- that decision to be made. But also in that interview with Ryan Rosillo, Bick, Sean Payton talked about, you know, what's the most important thing to him where identifying his next job and where that will be? It's going to be a lot more dependent on the leadership in the front office and, and the ownership. Uh, because there are some 
there are some of those jobs where I don't care who your quarterback is. Like it's if, if we're looking at past performance and we're trying to predict future achievement, you know, there, there's some of these places that have just been dysfunctional. And it, and it hasn't been a head coach issue. It's been more of an ownership issue. Your thoughts on that? I think that's interesting. Yeah, I do. But but again, that's that's spoken like a very smart head coach mm-hmm. who's got options. And and that I, I do think that there's something to be said for that. And I do think that that is the one thing that seems to me to be a, a, a holdup between Sean Payton and a potential job in Arizona because I think he would, again, he, he would want to know why are you watching film with Cliff Kingsbury and, and Vance Joseph every Tuesday night? What, what, what's up with that because we're not going to do that mm-hmm. and Michael Bidwell would have to say oh no no I did that for a particular reason that's not something I normally do yeah so I, the, the way I look at it is yeah I think that um, we're, we're talking about the Cardinals culture needing to be changed for a reason so if a guy like if, if you were going to get a guy like Sean Payton you'd have to give him full control yeah yes. who do you want as a general man who do you want to work with as a general manager we're, we're hiring him you know even if he said hey it's me yeah, right. I mean, and, and it's I, I'm not sure what I think about that because I do think there needs to be separation. Head coaches who GM, um, I, I mean, you can dabble in it like Bill Belichick does, but mm-hmm. you can't get into the contract negotiations because that that is when that's when you cross lines. True. Um, there are a lot of people are speculating that 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 maybe the play for Sean Payton is to go back to New Orleans and then bring Tom Brady with him. Because it, it, he's not going to go back to New Orleans if there's not a franchise quarterback there. He's also that smart. He, he's smart enough and he's got leverage to know that if you go to a place that doesn't have the quarterback piece there, you're not going to be successful. And it's going to hurt your legacy and it's going to hurt your record. Um, I, I know I know when Kyler Murray was drafted, Sean Payton was a fan of Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. liked him a lot. And we all know that Sean Payton has had a lot of success with Drew Brees, who was also a smallish kind of quarterback. Yeah. And and so I think that the challenge wouldn't be daunting to him. It's just I don't know what he prefers at this point in time. Yeah, he did also talk about that. You know how important is the quarterback in you determining uh, where you take a job? I read some of these things where this is what he has to, and it's like it's nonsense. It, the quarterback is is important, but the functionality from front office to ownership is everything. And and so it won't be because. A club is not in position with a current uh, franchise quarterback. I mean, that, that those jobs don't come open. I mean, if, if the quarterback's a franchise player, they're probably winning. All right, so weighing everything that Sean Payton says mm-hmm. and what determines where he's going to go if opportunities arise, I, I feel very comfortable saying you could, if it became open, you could eliminate the Arizona Cardinals. The front office is very much distressed right now. Mm-hmm. The quarterback is on the shelf for nine months minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as important as the front office uh, ownership dynamic. I think the ownership obviously is not going anywhere. Michael Bidwell is pretty solid in his ownership. But um, this is an, an organization that is at a crossroads right now. And That's I don't right. think that would be necessarily all that attractive to Sean Payton. I, I honestly, yeah, the one point that you, what you just said that resonates with me, it's the Kyler Murray piece. And so if Sean Payton liked Kyler Murray as a player, that does not, at one point, that does not surprise me because he thinks outside the box. He's the guy that, that you know, invested heavily in Taysom Hill. He's the guy that worked with Drew Brees. And so I think that he, that kind of challenge appeals to him. Him, but I doubt he's going to come in to 
into a situation where you don't have Kyler Murray for X amount of time and you don't know what he's going to be like post knee surgery. And again, the psychological hurdles that this young man is going to have to overcome, yeah. they're, 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 they're significant. You know that it, it's it's especially since it's the first yeah. time that it's happened to him. Think about that. With your whole athletic career, you always had confidence in your ability to escape, mm-hmm. to run, to be the fastest or at least the quickest guy on the field, uh, and you could rely on on your body to to you know back you up. And his body failed him for the first time. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. Yeah, and and listen, and and it's it's relatable. Sarah told the story about after that happened to her, how it took her a while to to kind of feel good about yeah. letting it rip again. Didn't trust myself for yeah. a long time. I, 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 and I was not on an NFL field. Yeah, I had a much more minor injury when I tore my meniscus playing tennis, but I I, I did never happen to me before. And suddenly that click is happening when I'm walking, and I'm like, what is this about? I went and had breakfast, and I stood up, and I'm like. I can't believe how jacked up my knee is. I've been back on the tennis court since. I hurt my hip doing an obstacle course. I haven't done an obstacle <laughs> course since then. Is that how you hurt your hip? Yes. Is that right? Doing an obstacle course? What? Yeah. What's that about? You know, like those Warrior Dash things, and there was another one that had all these inflatable obstacles. I used to do those back in the day. Oh, is that right? Wow. How about that? Vinny How about Mark? that? Yeah. Vinny Joe Extreme Athlete. Vinny no, Joe Warrior. It's more, what's probably more relatable to a lot of people, and it's not, it's not a perfect comparison, but if you've been in a car accident, mm-hmm. it takes you a while to feel comfortable behind the wheel of a car. That's again. a good point. That, yeah, that is true. That's very true. And, you know, tearing an ACL for Kyler Murray could be the athletic equivalent of being a in a car point. accident. Yeah, so so I do agree with you. I don't. I think Sean Payton's out of the mix in Arizona, unfortunately. For all that great talk about being the team ball boy, I don't think I don't think the situation is whole enough for him. Yeah, but I'm wondering what else is opening up. Houston could open up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vegas could open up. Denver probably will open up. The Chargers, I don't think, is opening up with the way that they've rebounded. The Saints is a possibility, as you mentioned. Do they go back to him after a year of Dennis Allen? I I don't know. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see what shakes out these last four weeks. Coming up next, Bick kicks off the second half of the show with a little bit of fire. Fire! I did it before you did. The Bickley Blast is next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.